Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God bless me! Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Corbs. Welcome back, guys. Look at this. We're actually on schedule so far. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surprising. That's a first. I know. I almost thought about texting you guys earlier and being like, yeah, we can't do it tonight, guys. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. um, That would have been been typical. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It would not have been a surprise at all. Um, So, um, gentlemen, and I know one of us already got a head start. And I don't even know if Corbs is doing it, but let's catch a buzz. All right. And that was Corbs a very... is not doing it. <laughs> I already have a glass, so. All right. Do you want to talk about what you're drinking? Is it anything Absol- special? Absolutely. It is something very special. And uh, the reason I'm, uh, I started early is because we celebrated my birthday today. Um, yesterday was my actual birthday, but uh, we both had to work, so we celebrated today. Uh, my wife made dinner and a cake. And um, I started off my day. I mean, y- you know, my favorite beers are stouts, especially Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Nice. So I, it occurred to me, you know what? I love breakfast stouts. I've never had one with breakfast. So that's what I did today. I got some microwave burritos, which I know you probably think, ew, especially for a guy that likes to cook. But uh, one of my favorite breakfasts is a couple microwave burritos and some taco sauce. I love it. You know, for breakfast, Mexican for breakfast is great. I had that. And one of these, this is Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout Maple Mechanic Fudge. This is their normal breakfast stout, which is already made with coffee and chocolate, but with the additions of maple syrup, uh, mechanic uh, fudge flavored coffee and mechanic fudge is something I guess is specific to Michigan and um, more chocolate and it's aged in bourbon barrels and it is fucking delicious. Uh, Probably the biggest difference between this and their other KBS and and I do miss it a little bit. Um, Normal KBS has a, a boozy hit and paul you've had it and you know yes. it's got that boozy head the the extra chocolate and coffee kind of cover that up really? uh, so i miss it a little but in its place is a larger amount of chocolate and coffee than you get nice. in the regular kbs i mean this is fucking dessert and awesome. um my birthday cake this year uh, i've been joking about asking for a stout cake because that's a real thing and of course my wife is like well you know i don't want to make a beer cake oh you just want a cake that tastes like beer because she doesn't know about stout cakes uh and then she's been watching the great british bake-off 
bullshit on Netflix, whatever that is. And um, she's seeing that they, they do that. You're putting, you know, beer and stout and cakes is an actual thing. And when someone else says, no, it doesn't taste like beer, then she finally believed me. <laughs> it's not going to come out tasting like beer. Wow, Paul, that was a reaction. I saw that. That was. I just didn't want to derail your stuff, so I tried to do oh. it quietly. Well, well <laughs> she decided to go ahead, uh, go ahead with it. And uh, so she made a, a chocolate stout cake uh, with 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 it's like a, this crazy buttercream that has meringue whipped into it but also with with coffee it's like a mocha coffee um buttercream with a white chocolate ganache it was just fucking delicious i mean oh my god i wanted to rub it all over my body it was amazing <laughs> that's that's, that, that's a bit much i was gonna let that one just go yeah dude you, you haven't tasted the cake I don't think I need to. I'm pretty sure my uh, my blood levels like just went up 20 <laughs> points just into the description. They, they would. <laughs> well, good. So, it sounds like you had a good birthday. I'm glad to hear that. You know, overall, it started off badly though because you know my plan for the day was to get up, have breakfast, and then I was going to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla all day until nice. dinner time. Right? Okay. No, not nice because I go to fire up the game which I played yesterday, and I can't load my save, and I can't load my save. Keep trying to load my save. Start looking online. It's a problem that's been there since day one, and I've not run into it. All my saves are corrupted. I uninstalled and reinstalled three times. No good. All of my, my 39 hours of progress is gone. And, I, and I'm not even going to try to play it anymore until they fix it. Until they fix it. Point. So that was a few hours of me trying to fix this. You know, this is a pretty big chunk of my you know, celebration time already. So I'm like, okay, this really sucks. But before I got Valhalla, I had been started playing Fallout 76. I really liked that. You know what? I'll just go ahead and I'll play that. Nope. Can't find the fucking game. Nowhere oh. to be found. Looked all over the house. Looked under shit. Cannot find it to save my life. I'm just like, what the fuck? You weren't Everything supposed to I'd... play today. Yeah, basically. Um, I am going to show you, though, bef just so we can be done with my birthday stuff. I'm sure Corbs didn't see this. This was my uh, birthday gift from my wife. That it is, is a really mecca. Cool. It is. It's the uh, the NECA um, Ultimate Pinhead from Hellraiser. Okay. Uh, multiple hands, multiple heads, multiple puzzle boxes. Even it's it's just fucking amazing. It is, and being you, you, NECA, you know that that is like like a quality, like t um, high quality, top of the line collectible. Like they're they're they are a quality brand. That's not like a ten dollar figure at Walmart. Right. Yeah, it's. So. It's the ultimate pinhead, and it's yes. really awesome. So I'm super happy about that. What are you drinking, Paul? I am drinking um, a cherry pie pastry sour ale. I'm going to try and put it into the screen again, but I'm still working out this whole green screen thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there will be a picture. I, I already sent the picture off to uh, Laura, who was not impressed with, with my comments last week. Um, she was very quick to <laughs> point that out, which we knew was going to happen. Um, but this is by Stoneyard Brewing Company. It doesn't have a cool write-up on it like most of the ones we have. It just says, life is just a bowl of cherries. And um, now, I, I told Hugh about it before we started recording what this was. And he goes, ooh, it's sour. I'm not sure about that. Well, he's wrong because I really like this. It is. It's a different taste, but this is really, really good. And if you're just listening to the audio and not the video that I probably haven't put up by the time you're listening to this, um, the, the reaction he was talking about, like literally, it was like, ooh. Right. Yeah, I, I, I was worried that you know a sour was that's outside your normal palate for beer. What you just yes, do. 
but I, I that's for for the the new i guess we'll call this new season of geek pod i want to call it a new era because we did that last time and then we put out one episode um, Yay, us. <laughs> um I, I, that's going to be my thing is i'm going to try to find things that are out of my my comfort zone for the beers um and i'm definitely going to stay the fuck away from ipas because we know how i feel about those I mean, if you want me to review those, I might as well just go get some Dawn dish detergent and call it the same thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I get out of it. I get I get a like a, a a soapy taste out of IPAs for whatever reason. You probably think cilantro tastes like soap too, don't you? Does cilantro taste like anything? Well, there are two kinds of people. It's like people cilantro. Yeah, but there it's a, an actual um, quantifiable thing. Like half the population loves cilantro, the other half thinks it tastes like soap. Like Lana thinks it tastes like soap. She can't stand it. Hmm. I've never got a soap taste off it. I just, I really don't get much of anything. I'm like, I don't know why we're using this. But maybe that's just because the cooking You're in the house. not using enough. Or properly, probably. I'm just saying. And, and, you know, that's, I really shouldn't complain since I'm not the one that does any of the cooking. So. You shouldn't complain. I don't. So, I mean, what does that taste? What does that taste like? Um, it, there's strong cherry hints, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's that's really the most of the taste I get, but then you get the weird like aftertaste that kicks, which I'm assuming is probably the sour. And it's very good. I will definitely drink three out of the four of the pack that I got because I think also, well, unless I'll drink two if you want me to save one for you as well, Corbs. But we know that uh, our our resident beer genius over here, as I put it on his birthday tribute yesterday i'm definitely going to be saving one of each of these for him well, so i'll you. drink two and i'll save one for each of you guys so when the world finally unends we can all get together and actually have some beers together again which by that you mean in january you'll be like fuck i have 12 packs to give these guys I'm right we have to do something <laughs> Bring <them> on zoom <laughs> right just i'll come over and do deliveries on your guys' steps and then we'll just drink them that way <laughs> but I, i'm digging it there was also an apple pie there but I wasn't going to spend $30 on eight beers this week. Understandable. So I did it on 34 beers instead. I had to get the 30 rack of bud, you know, for everyday drinking. Do you know what we're missing right about now? Our beer well, fest that we normally do. That's it. Usually in January. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Cause when I was going yeah, through looking, no, no, unfortunately. Cause when I was going through searching for pictures for your, your birthday tribute, Hugh. That's I ran across those ones from you hanging out with Founders Guy, and I was like, "Oh, that was so much fun." Yeah, Dennis. Um, yeah, that's Think right. New York. Uh, Drink New York is actually doing a bunch of uh, online Zoom things. So basically, you send them like fifty, sixty bucks. They send you a box of beer, and then you all get on a Zoom and you get to talk to the uh, the brewers about it while you drink it. Uh, which is it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's a little pricey. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, fifty bucks. I think you get like three beers or four beers plus access to the Zoom thing. Um, I mean, it's definitely a great way to get around COVID, but uh, that's a little rich for my taste. And it's still not the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like half the fun is that it's being there, interacting with everybody, playing cornhole for the first time, and realizing you're horrible at things like that. At least one of us. I'm not. I was terrible. I, really? I think oh, I think I got oh, one on the board the whole time, didn't I? Yeah, Paul. When it comes to cornhole, maybe you're a catcher and not a pitcher. Who knows? No. Seriously. <laughs> She's writing it down. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I came up with another good title. Um, I think that is 
basically the norm, isn't it? Like, usually it's something that comes out. Actually, Lana used to be good. She used to come out with this weird shit, and we would all just stop, and I would write. So, okay. Um, so, boys, it's got you geeked. Corb's letting you go first. <laughs> he Why looks me? like he's in a panic. <laughs> I, didn't know. I was like, what's going on? Who's talking? <laughs> what? It's, typ- it's typical with us, though. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, nothing's really got me like me geeked. I just I've been, you know, sitting around watching movies and making sure my kid goes to school every day. Oh, oh, wait, is he going five days a week? Yeah, at home. Oh, oh, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't send him to. I didn't send him to school. Well, he's got a thing, doesn't he? When he probably shouldn't be in there. Well, he's. He's got allergies, so <laughs> and so and they are. The they already assume that he's diseased the moment he walks in because he's starting to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. Exactly. Yep. The first thing that came out when they were talking about going to school was, well, if your kid coughs, sneezes, burps, farts, looks in the wrong direction, they're going to send. They're not even going to send him to the nurse's office. They weren't going to send. Yep. They're really just going to call you and you got to come get him. And then you, he's got to quarantine for two weeks. Get a had test. to get a test. Mm-hmm quarantine after that and then have a note from the doctor that he could go back and a blessing from so, the priest Just... seriously i was like it's not it's not worth it if he sneezes once in the middle of class <laughs> everybody's so. gonna freaking everybody's gonna freaking freaking duck and cover yeah and he does the shame walk out yep. right so i was just like uh it's not even worth it so we just kept him i just kept him home and made the decision to keep him home with me and it and they were only going one day a week Oh really? So what the what's what's the fucking point of Why going bother one, one day, day a week? week? Yeah, right. He goes one day. He, they're, they're supposed to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday. They're off on Wednesday, no matter what. I mean, they still got to log in, but they don't teach on Wednesday. Wow. Or anything like that. It's for it's basically for like Attendance. if kids have issues or questions, they can reach out to the teacher, and the teacher can go one. You can go one on one with a teacher at that point, type gotcha. of thing. But I just, I was like, you know what? It's not going to be, it's not worth it. No, it's, it's so definitely kept, not the same. With me. Yeah. Just kept home with me. So, and then, you know, unfortunately the way it's heading now, it's like we're going to all be back in fucking quarantine anyways. So. Wait, we but, got out of quarantine? Well, we were. Nobody fucking told out, me. <laughs> you didn't get the memo. Wait a minute. I mean, you could get out and do shit. I went out and played golf 38 times a, a week. <laughs> I haven't been like playing that. golf. I leave the house to go grocery shopping once a week since March. You went out, you went out hiking. I saw pictures on Facebook. You went out <laughs> hiking. Did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just ruined his bet. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's – so, other than that, I mean, I'm just sitting here, you know, with my finger in my ass. Everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> it's yeah, a good yeah. hobby, but <laughs> – Maybe he's the catcher, not the pitcher. <laughs> No, no, no. I definitely pitch. That's what everybody says. <laughs> no, you can ask my girlfriend. Yeah, we're we're you not, not going to do that. I, well, we could. I... <laughs> All of a but sudden, I'm... she pops up on the Zoom. <laughs> so. <laughs> She's like, no, I am the pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. Last time we did this, two, <laughs> two weeks ago, she was supposed to be up. here when I was doing the, the podcast like this. So she would have been here for it. And then Monday is her her birthday is on Monday, so we were supposed to spend tonight together. But 
she had a she had a COVID scare, Ooh, so she had to go get fun. tested. So she got her results and she's negative. So that's good. That's good. But I'd already I'd already made plans for like rearrange, to go. Yeah. Well, yeah, we rearrange we rearrange things. And my my ex's birthday is actually tomorrow, and my son wants to go and see her tomorrow. So I told I told her that I'd bring him down. I'm not going to drive down there, turn around, and drive back. And then drive back down there five hours later to pick his right. ass up. So I'm just gonna, I'll just go down there and and Hang stay out. down there with, with with them. I mean, they're gonna go bowling, I think. So I'll bring my bowling ball and bowl, I guess. There you go. So just for something to do again to get out of the fucking house. <laughs> right. So, but other than that, I'm just sitting around doing nothing. I did laundry today. That was my big thing today. Was laundry. That's important. Well, that I mean, mom's mom's not here. She went to Virginia for Thanksgiving. She had to get the fuck away from you is what it was. Well, she's like, all you do is sit there with your finger up your ass. It's disgusting. Yeah. I need to leave. This is uncomfortable for me. I'm out of here. It's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> At least I heard my sister went to Virginia for, It looks uh, painful. <laughs> Yeah, her and my sister went to Virginia to see my aunt for Thanksgiving. So when they came back, I made sure because Virginia is kind of a hot spot right now with the whole COVID thing or whatever. Um, Boom. So they they went and got tested. So I, my mom has been staying with my sister. They got right. the results so, back. They're both neg- they're both negative also. So so some mom can finally come home. She'll be home tomorrow. Hey Paul, she's been gone been since the thing? Friday before. I'm sorry. What? Have you been tested? I have not. I've had no need to be tested. I'm just curious because uh, yeah. I haven't either because we haven't had any need. Right. Because, you know, we don't actually see anybody. Or the yeah. Day, so. we, we've, had some, <laughs> we've had some scares at work, but it always happens when I'm not there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, perfect. Nice. <laughs> I don't got to deal with it. Uh, one of the guys I work with, I'm going to re- um, keep him anonymous, obviously. Um, he's, he's ran up against it three times by people that they have found out have tested positive and he's like, what the fuck? He's been lucky every time. Like he's been negative, but it's, he's been quarantined three times because of it now. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. So that's it for me. I don't know. Fantastic. Fingers and asses. Yep. All right. right, Well, I'll tell you what has me geeked which actually kind of has to do with lips and assholes like corbs just said Uh, you're aware but the mcrib is back oh i'm very aware my friend really back not just back but only in pennsylvania or ohio or some other bumfuck place it's actually back nationwide everywhere every single mcdonald's nationwide has the mcrib now for those of you that don't know what it is the mcrib is the pinnacle the mecca of fast food sandwich goodness time out yes I'm going to roll back to the, for those of you that don't know what it is, just fucking turn this off. We don't need that negativity here. <laughs> Stop, Continue. Paul. I'm sorry. Paul, I, I am, I, I am the, the preacher of the McRib. I want people to come to the church and listen. If they don't, if they have not heard the word of McRib, they need to hear it now. Okay, continue. Okay. I'm sorry. So the, the McRib originally <laughs> debuted in 1980, uh, just in a few restaurants here and there, to test marketing. And then it came, they officially came everywhere in uh, 1981. Believe it or not, was removed in 1985. I didn't know this. Uh, it was only around for a few years. 
which is surprising because I remember having it when I was a kid. Well, it came back at 1989 and stayed on the menus until 2005 when it was released or unreleased. It was pulled back and you couldn't get it anymore. Uh, it was still available in some countries after that, but that's always been the scattershot way that it's been around. Um, ever since 2006, it's kind of been a seasonal thing, but not really because it usually comes around in the fall, winter time, but not everywhere. It doesn't come to every single area. Um, there are a lot of people who have uh, done research on this and they say that, you know, it's funny because the McRib usually comes back big time when pork prices are low and only then. Now, McDonald's Mick denies this Mick conspiracy, but who knows? It certainly seems like there's something there. <sighs> what has you geeked, Paul? Oh, no, no, we're not done here. Oh, okay. With your, with your McRib. No, no, no. Because that was what? The, the, the December 2nd was the day, right? December 2nd, I told my wife, I said, get me three, right? Now, my daughter says, I want to try it. So she buys four. Avery looks at it, says, nope, I'm not eating that. So guess who ate four McRibs in a row on December 2nd? You too? Oh, yeah. After you sent me the picture. Because I'm sitting here at my desk at work and my phone buzzes to you. And I figured he's busting my balls about something. And it is a single photo of three McRib boxes. To which I believe I responded, OMG in caps, it's back, question mark. Or I said it's back already, I think, because I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was this early. And uh, I think I just got back a yes or an oh, yeah. And I immediately, because I think it was within a half an hour of when my lunch break should have been, immediately ran upstairs and said, I'm going out to lunch. And I came back with four McRibs for myself, <laughs> which is uh, what, what I had for that afternoon. But no pickles. I remove the pickles. Ah, I don't change a thing on it. It's perfect. Did you notice, are there more onions on it now? There seems yes. like there's a lot more onions on it. That's so good. It adds so much to this. Love game. the onions on it. Um, but the pickles, I don't, I don't like the flavor with it. It, it mm. screws the flavor up to me. Corbs, are you a McRib guy? No, I am not. Have you ever Sorry. had a McRib? I have had it, but I just, it's not my cup of tea. No, because it's a sandwich. That, that that was weak. Was Sorry, weak. you know that was a stretch right there. I've been playing to an audience of nine and ten, like so. I've I've really I'm perfecting dad jokes really badly, like to the point that as soon as they come out, I'm cringing. Like I know they're awful, so. Um, but uh, yeah, I I'm super excited. I well the the line at our McDonald's was like around the the building. Oh, at the drive-thru. It was, it's insane. Yeah, everybody I was there. I think it's been knew. like six years since we've had the McRib here. Right. It's been, it's really been elsewhere, but it's never been in our area. Mm -hmm. It's not right. Not, you know, there, it's, it's it's right it has now. such a following. There's actually a McRib locator app. Uh, yeah, so I was using it last year. Yeah, because you can try to find out where, where where sightings have happened of the McRib. So it's a whole thing. People go across country trying to find places that are selling it. And I mean, it's just a pork rib-shaped patty uh, with a, a sweet barbecue sauce, onions, and pickles. And you notice it's they're both top buns. There's no bottom bun. It's a top bun. You flip it over. It's also a top bun. They're the same. Wait, you can't do that. You can't have two tops, can you? You can have two tops. That's what makes the McRib awesome. But the way there's no catcher. Wait. <laughs> Wait, no. Paul, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Here's a through line for the show. <laughs> okay. I'm done with that. Um, my God. No, you're not. No, it'll come back around again. 
It's the McRib, not the McRibbed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is. Look, it does look ribbed. It kind of does, does, yeah. But I mean, that's if it's thick. I mean, come on. Right. That's real thick. Sorry. Ready One more to go. Yep. I need options. Got to have options. <laughs> what I'm told. What's got you geeked, Paul? With me, it's something I was supposed to mention last time, and um, our listeners did hear about it. The ad ran twice during the episode for us, but I actually wanted to talk about it in person. And that is the fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest. It returns in 2021 with an all-new location. It's a family-friendly event. It's going to have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists, authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. And for all of the upcoming information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. That's sci-fi-horrorfest.com. And please note, dates of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues from COVID. Let's keep our fingers crossed and hope they do. <laughs> yes, and I know because why you're saying that. As it stands, I may not be able to be there uh, because that is the weekend we would be celebrating my uh, daughter's 10th birthday, yes. which I'm sure they're COVID withstanding, you know, whatever. I mean, that would be a big party and such. And that's not to say that I might be counted out of the entire weekend, but I mean, it's not like I can like leave and like, all right, honey, I got to go be a geek. Right. You know, I mean, there's just going to be, you know, clean up and all this. I, I just, I have to kind of figure that, you know, it's, it's probably I'm out of it uh, right. unless things turn out differently. Yeah. And as it stands, because we didn't really mention that part yet, as it stands, um, we are there. We're oh, going to be sorry. set up for the weekend. That's okay. Did I, I mean, blow I, up your spot? No. Um, and uh, like, I think I've got a, a 90% confirmation that I won't be there all alone. <laughs> Corb says he should be able to do that. Um, he should be able to. So. It's, it's Saturday and Sunday, right? Yes. As okay. I understand. Yeah, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a problem. Very cool. We should have a good time. Um, we'll be there. It's during the fair, isn't it? I mean, as long as the fair really exists again <laughs> and if you're still Sorry. with us then there covid boy yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it should be fun um i don't have any official guest list yet because like i said they're gonna wait till after the new year to announce them i know um indie horror author uh loren malloy is gonna be there um i don't know if you guys know her or not she's she's been a a friend of the show at least on facebook She's, oh, she's, so she's I haven't met her. No, I haven't officially met her either. It's all been over okay. the social medias, but she's she's a really cool chick. She's um like I said, she's doing her own series of novels, as well as um she's making some indie films. She's working on one right now called The Devil's Lettuce. Hmm. Um, actually, I never intended to bring this part up, but hey, I mean, let let's give her some free promotion here uh devil's lettuce is a horror movie she's doing about a group of stoner friends who decide they want to go party in a, a cemetery and that's gonna end well they 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 decide they break their their bowl their 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 piece they're smoking from <laughs> so they decide to 
<laughs> they Sorry. decide that's all right they decide to smoke from a human skull oh. which clearly you know ends that up ends, badly that ends well. yes that it ends badly and they become um crazed murderous freaks so so like everybody in the world right now yeah like as one does yes so good times but uh yeah um I, i've been in in contact with the promoter from the show uh her name's tiffany beth she's awesome she's hilarious uh, i think we're gonna have a lot of fun there um actually i have that as a, as a, a written guarantee that we're gonna have a blast there and i told her i am holding her to that so. nice <laughs> oh, bitch. yeah and uh, as soon as I heard that they're having tattoo artists there, you know, there's a good chance I'm probably coming home from the from the con with a new tattoo. So nice, yeah. You gonna get catcher across your forehead? No. <laughs> that's that's not where you want to put that. Right. That's not the most effective spot for that. No. <laughs> that would be a trap. Oh, so on your lower back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no questions at all when the time comes. Right. It's like okay, we've got this figured out. We're good. <laughs> Well, before we uh, get off the, the what's got me geeked stuff, uh, I do want to bring up one thing, and, and this isn't something that has me geeked, but by association, I feel like it's something I should mention because it's actually kind of a cool program. Um, my ex-wife started a business. I don't know if you know this or not. Oh, nice. No. Um, I mean, now, I'm not going to say that, you know, her and I are each other's favorite people, but she she's Lana and Ella's mother, and yeah, I definitely want her to, to succeed, especially if she's succeeding. She's not bothering me and mad at me about stuff you know so right awesome i'm glad her life's going well um she started a business and, and it actually is kind of cool now her, her whole thing is um vegan eating but um to the point of wanting to lessen your impact on the environment because she believes that you know eating animals and all the things that come with raising animals and stuff has a negative impact on the environment so she is she's been put the kids are both eating like that now they're both vegan uh, the business she started, it's called Your Kind Kitchen, and you can find it on Facebook, and they have a website, yourkindkitchen.com, uh, and I'm giving her this free plug because I was kind of impressed because it came out this week. They're starting subscriptions for it. It doesn't actually begin until the new year, but when I looked at it, I was like, wow, this is put together really well. Basically, what they're doing is they're putting together uh, a week's worth, uh, a, I should say a work week's worth of meals uh, that are all you know, vegan, um, no animal products. Um, GMO organic. I, I don't know. I don't know that shit. I eat McRibs for fuck's sake, but um, it, it's really good food. Okay. Um, there are pictures of the food on, on the website. It all looks really good. And here's the thing that really caught me because usually eating healthy is really expensive. It is $50 a week per person. Okay. That's $10 a day, three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 10 bucks. Um, at that kind of price, I mean, I'm considering That's trying cheap. it for a week. Yeah, trying it just for a week, just to support her, you know, to show, you know, I mean, yes, I'm not going to live my life like that, but I don't think that it's a, it's a ridiculous idea. I mean, for people that can afford it and, and care about those things and don't love meat like they want to cuddle with it at the end of the night and, you know, rub it and take it home and show it to mommy. Uh, you know, it's a great thing. You know, that that's not a bad thing to do at all. And that's a super reasonable price. And uh, yes, I'd like to, I'd like to see her succeed. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, if you do decide to go and sign up, please mention that, Hey, you heard it on geek pod because I wanted to be like, Holy shit. I can't believe he did something nice for me. Right. That could come back and work <laughs> out well for you. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I didn't tell her I was going to bring this up. I just, nice. I, I looked at it. I'm like, damn, you know, I mean, that's, 
she did a really <laughs> good job on this. So I'm impressed. <laughs> and that's Corp. the only that, that's the last nice thing I'm going to say about Corpse is dying. Leave him alone. <laughs> that was a joke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You haven't been awful about her ever. Like on or off the mic, so yeah, and and you know we we get along, you know, just fine. Uh, but I, I was just I was really impressed because I mean I knew that that she was passionate about this, but seeing what she put together, it was I was kind of blown away. That's awesome. Very very cool. Well, I, I'm glad to give her a little bump there if we can. Um, hopefully go go check it out, guys. Um, we will link to it in the show notes. And look, I actually kept my word last time, too. Everything I said I was going to link it's to was there. It's the first time you've ever done that. Right. That's why I keep multiple notes here. Um, but on that note, Corbs, <clears throat> you've got a, a classic <laughs> movie review coming up for us, right? No, I got my own classic. These are, newer, these are newer, newer movies that I was watching. So. Oh, okay. Well, I so. think we're going to hit that after the break. That's what we'll come back to. All right. All right. All right. So uh, stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. All right, and we are back, and we're going to go into Corb's movie review. Corb's, what have you been watching this week? All right, well, I've, been, I've actually watched a couple of movies. Um, a couple movies that I liked and I would recommend to watch. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, I'll go, I'm gonna, I picked two that I'm going to go through. But I watched um, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the movie about Mr. Rogers with Tom Hanks. Oh. That movie was phenomenal. He looks, I showed my son, he'd never seen Mr. Rogers, the original TV show. So I pulled it up on my phone and I had a beautiful mind, or not a beautiful mind, a beautiful neighborhood on the TV. And I showed him a picture of Mr. Rogers and Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. And I said, you can't tell the difference. I mean, you know it's Tom Hanks, you can, see, you can tell it's Tom Hanks, but they look almost identical. I was sh- shocked at how close they look. That movie was fantastic. If you do get a chance to watch it, it's very good. It's about an article that somebody in Esquire magazine wrote about him. Nice. So it was very good. Um, other one I watched is called uh, Black and Blue. It's about a New Orleans rookie police officer witnesses a um, an undercover cop kill a drug dealer. Okay. And then they go through if they go through New Orleans trying to find her. She had a she was wearing a body cam. So it captures everything on cam on camera. So they they go through and they try to get her to get the body cam back, and they try to kill her, stuff like that. So that one was pretty good too. Um, the other two that I, the ones I'm going to talk about are two movies that I really wanted to see before the pandemic started. The first one is The Gentleman, Matthew McConaughey, 
Uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. Paul, you'll know that. Yes. Um, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell. It's a Guy Ritchie production. Um, Mitch McConaughey is a drug dealer. Kind of far off stretch from his normal Who does character. he play in the movie, though? <laughs> his name? He's a drug dealer. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's, and he's not um, Waterson from Dazed and Confused type guy. He's like a businessman. He has, he owns the best weed in all of England. Everybody buys from him. And he's looking to get out of the game. He wants to sell his business um, to somebody so that they can take over and run his business for him. And Charlie Hunnam is his bodyguard. Oh, nice. It's told through a – it's told through Hugh Grant. He's a reporter that was following them and it goes through and it tells you, and, you know, he, he basically says, well, this is what's going on. You know, I, I know where all your stashes are. You're going to pay me, I think it was $150,000 or $2 million he wants. Oh, wow. To not, to not release the, the stuff to his um, editor. So he, and the editor was only going to pay him like, I think like $15,000 or something like that for the information. So he's trying to play both sides. So it goes through and it shows you, it tells you, you know, it starts out with uh, Matthew McConaughey sitting in a, in a restaurant and it cuts away just as somebody shoots somebody and you think it's McConaughey getting shot and it goes back like three days before and it shows you how um, Matthew McConaughey's character decides to sell the business. Him and his wife want to get out. They want to go, they want to retire. Um, they're looking to sell it. He's got three, like pot houses that he grows the, the marijuana in and he wants to sell it for $400 million to, oh, wow. to some guy. It's a, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a friend of his. Well, what happens is his friend double crosses him and robs one of the places and steals all the weed out of it to try to drive the price down for him. And it goes to, it shows you how, you know, they, how they handle it, how they handle the business. Like, you know, that, they kill a few guys. A few guys kill themselves. Um, like I said, Tony Hunnam is his like right hand guy, right. and he's he's the one that does a lot of the, a lot of the killing, which is pretty funny because he you 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 look at him in the in the character and he's like a real almost like a real timid guy, and then when he has to be, he flips it and goes basically goes Jacks Teller on everybody. <laughs> nice, which is nice. So. It was it was a good movie. It was one movie that I saw when it came out, and obviously because it had Charlie Hunnam in it, I really wanted to see it. But it hit just before the pandemic started. See, like I wasn't even sure ago. it had come out. What's that? I didn't even know it it had come out because I saw the previews for that out. one too, and it looked cool. Yeah, it actually came out at the end of January, beginning of February, so it was only really out for about six weeks. So it really didn't get a good run at the theaters. And I had been looking for it, any place I could find it, to watch for free. And I was sitting here in the living room at the house, and I went on Fios to their free movies. And I saw it on there for free, and I'm like, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> so I freaking, I'm like, I had, I had until, that, until Wednesday night, it was Monday night. I had until Wednesday night to watch it. So Tuesday, when I put my son to bed, came back on the living room and rented it and watched it. That's awesome. So, yeah, I was like, I was like, this is this is great. I mean, there's some good parts in it, some funny parts in it. There's some slow parts in it, obviously. 
Colin Farrell is a, a boxing coach that um, at one point was um, on the wrong side of the law, but he kind of straightened his life out. But he gets pulled back in because his boxers, the guys that he trains, are the guys that steal, steal the weed from Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hunnam. And he decides to make it right by working for them for um, a little while. Like a trade-off. So, yeah, like a trade-off. Exactly. So, like I said, I mean, it was a good movie. I said, like I said, it was a movie that I really wanted to watch. I'd been looking for it and looking for it. Finally found it. So, I took a shot on it. I liked it very much. Um, so, you guys can, if you guys find it or whatever and watch it, let me know what you think. Um, so, and then the other movie I watched, which you guys will both think to yourself, how the hell did he end up watching this movie? And it was another movie that I wanted to see that was coming out. It's called The Hunt. Um, it's it's a horror movie. It's a horror thriller. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I saw that ball. Um, another movie, and for some reason, it, it just it looked interesting to me. you know. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on it. So, again, I've been waiting for it, looking for it, trying to see when it was coming out. It was on the free movies. Nice. So I was like, sh- I was like shit, well. I'm going to watch it. And my girlfriend was here last Friday night after the Friday after Thanksgiving. And so I said, we're going to rent this movie and watch it. Cause I, w- I wanted to see it. And she said the same thing. Like, I can't believe you're going to watch this movie. It's a horror movie. And I said, well, it's not really a horror movie. So a couple of things about it. It was pushed back. It was supposed to come out in September, 2019. Got okay. pushed back because of the two mass shootings around that time. The other thing is it came out, March 11th of this, of this year. So basically so when everything was shutting before, down. Yeah. Yeah. Just before everything shut down. So it was one of the oh. first movies that went to um, streaming. Nice. That it was them and trolls. They put that on. You could, buy, you could run it on it at that time. And it would still go towards their um, gross for their movie. So basically the movie is, is it stars, first of all, it stars, a um, couple people that you probably won't know, but stars Emma Roberts is in it. Okay. Um, Ethan Serpley. Um, I don't know if you've Supley? seen remember, remember the Remember the Titans. Ethan Supley. Yeah. He played uh, Willem in Mallrats. He was Randy yes. in yes. Uh, My Name Is yep. Earl. Yep. Yep. He was exactly. the weird That's kid the in uh, Butterfly Effect. Yes. Yep. He was in all those. But the kicker of it is, is he has lost an he's lost a shit ton of weight like an entire human being yes basically yeah like a i've seen book. the pictures yes yes he looks very good it was for health reasons he lost all the weight looks very good and then the big actress that's in it is hillary swank okay yep um she plays a a ceo of a company that puts out a a text message she's got a group of people that she text messages with they're talking about this thing called the hunt and that they hunt for what they call deplorables. Basically it's people that are, Democrats. don't have families. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah, it, is, yeah. you know, basically the bottom, bottom feeders, they don't have many people that are looking for them or whatever. So what they do is they go and capture these people. They put them on, they drug them, put them on a plane and fly them to this remote area and then release them into this field. And they're all got um, basically ball gags in their mouth. 
that they've got, there's a key that they, you have to unlock it and they give you a, a set of guns and knives and weapons and stuff. You think that they're going to be hunting each other, but the, there's a group of people there that are hunting them, which is kind of, which is weird at times. But I mean, I was watching it and like 10 minutes into it, people are being just picked off left and right. Um, Emma Roberts, who she's a big actress. You think figure she's you know the star of the movie. She's the first one killed. Nice. Which I was like, holy shit! Even my even my girlfriend said she didn't last long. <laughs> so um, it goes about talking about another girl in it. Um, her name is Crystal, and she is from the South, like Louisiana, Mississippi, somewhere in that area. Um, ironically, she, there's two girls by the same name in the same town, different middle name, and they picked up the wrong girl. And this crystal is a former vet. She was in over in Afghanistan, three tours in Afghanistan type of thing. And she, she turns the tables and she freaking kills everybody. And I mean, everybody, she just kills anybody who gets in her way. And it's one of those things you're looking at it going, how does this happen? I mean, how do you, you know, how do you screw that up that bad? And she ends up at the end, she ends up having to fight Hillary, Hillary Swing's character who you guys know. I mean, she was the the guy, the girl playing a guy in boys don't cry. That was her mm-hmm. first movie. So she's a, in that movie, she's this little thin person in this movie. She's ripped and it was pretty, it's pretty wild. The fight that they had was pretty good. Stabbing each other with like, um, not like food processing. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Well, food food processing blades, like the things you put in the food processor that spins around. Oh, okay. They're stabbing each other with those things. You know, um, they hit each other with frying pans, and I mean, it's just wild. So I was kind of shocked at how good. I was actually shocked at how good that movie was. I would actually recommend that movie to anybody who wanted to, is into stuff like that. Um, so that one was pretty good. So, nice. I mean, those yeah. are two movies that I, I watched that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed all the movies I watched, to be honest. I actually watched Bad Boys for Life, too. So, which, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've, you've seen Bad Boys. Yeah, I've seen the I'm first sure, two. I haven't seen that one yet. First, like, the last one was pretty good. I mean, it, and I guess they're, they're going to make a fourth one, I guess. They're talking about doing a fourth one, too, so. But the other thing that I, I picked up this week is another TV show called Big Sky. Have you guys heard of that one? It sounds I have familiar. Heard of it, yeah. Okay. Hey, you guys haven't watched it or no? Okay. Nope. I was. I watched the first two episodes. Um, I watched it because Ryan Felipe was in it. Mm-hmm. I, I like him as an actor. He's pretty cool. Um, and uh, John. So John David Carroll played Eastman on The Walking Dead. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I don't yeah, know the yeah, actor. I can't remember, I can't remember if that's awesome. the name or not. But yeah, he played Eastman. And then um, Brian Garrity from Chicago PD. He's in it. John, uh, John David Carroll or whatever his name is and Brian Garrity, they play two guys that are into human trafficking. But they're doing it out of Montana. Okay. And they're shipping people across to the Canadian border and sending them to off to be sex slaves and ryan felipe is a former police officer now running a 
uh, a private investigation firm and his ex-wife is working with him in this firm and then the girl he's sleeping with is also working in that firm that firm so you can see where that would be a giant issue um but what happens is in the first episode there's only been two episodes so far the first episode at the very end Ryan Felipe gets shot and killed and I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. Right, click. <laughs> right. I was like, well, that was the reason I was watching this TV show. Um, what it is is they kidnap three three girls. Um, one girl is a girl, a guy playing a girl. So a, a dude. And then two sisters. The sisters, one of the sisters is dating Ryan Felipe's and his ex-wife's son. And the, that's how they get that's how they get involved in the the, the search for them. So that what ad, ends up happening is Ryan Felipe is killed in the first episode and his wife and his girlfriend are the ones that are now looking for him. These two girls, actually these three girls, but it's, gotcha. it's, it's a whole thing um, about like, I think like 13, 14 girls in the past two years have been kidnapped up there. They're all like sex workers and, you know, prostitutes at a um, truck stop. So okay. people are like, well, they don't have any family. They don't, nobody's going to come looking for them type of thing. So that's who they've been kidnapping. They kidnapped the two girls that have family and people are not looking for them. So now it's about how they go about, A, finding them, and then how they're trying to keep them from finding them. And the, John David Carroll's character is a trooper. He's a, he's a Montana State trooper. So they're going to him with all these questions and asking questions. The two, the two girls are, two ladies are, are looking for the girls, and he's trying to lead them away from everything. Gotcha. So, I liked it. It was pretty good. Like I said, only two episodes in. So, the question, Corbs, is: Yeah, did you watch Supernatural? I have not yet. I have not. You've yet. had two weeks, man. Wow. Yeah, I know. You know what I though? Know. How could you uh, let me down like that? I, I let you <laughs> down too. I, I said I would get in on the challenge. I haven't done yeah, it. Yeah, but either. Paul, you you never keep any of your promises, so I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, no, I will, but I will. it is it know, is on the list. I got. I will start watching it um, probably after this weekend. I got obviously my ex's birthday is tomorrow and girlfriend's on Monday. So, but after that, yeah, I want to start watching it. So, so two episodes from now, let's plan it because I, I have actually got a Netflix subscription now and I can actually start it as well. So okay. cause I, I think it's a good, I think maybe we'll do one or two episodes and then we'll discuss them on the episode on the, the next episode of ours. Okay. And, okay, and well, if yeah. everybody likes it, who knows? We'll continue. Maybe it becomes a segment. That would be good. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's fine. And you get to be the the wizened guru leading us through it. Oh, I would <laughs> love to go back and rewatch all of those. Man. Right. It's, it's just an excuse for you at this point. Yeah, <laughs> really. I was I was thinking of doing it for fun. So. Well, oh, now it's show prep. So there you go. I don't know if that go. makes it better or worse at home, but all I know is when so, I say show prep here, I get the big eye roll. So. From your wife or from your from us. Not from you guys. We're not at home when he says that. Right. Hey, it's a good house. point. He's got a he's got a point there. Paul's like show prep, you know, we both pop up, you know, in the window. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kristen's like, what are they doing here? I said show prep. Will you stop doing that? <laughs> so that's all I got, fellas. Those are the two nice. movies. I will have some more movies to to give you guys next time. So now I know Laura was very interested because that that's how uh, did she text you today? She said she was going to. Yeah, she texted me. 
Yeah, she's very interested in doing uh, in in you following up on that uh, the classic movie review segment that we had talked about last episode. Yeah, she she mentioned something. Like, oh, what classic movies are you going to do this this time? And I'm like, well, I'm not doing classic movies because I watched a couple of newer movies that I really wanted to see. So there she you can go. deal with it. So yes, but I, <laughs> I I think we may have gold there, especially with the reading of the the like already printed review and then a yeah. review of it. So yeah. She she was pushing yeah. hard on that one, so all, right. all of a sudden she's a fucking producer. What the hell? Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't talk to her for like months, and then all of a sudden she's like, "What are you doing? How are you? What have you been doing?" Laura. That's a good point. Yeah, that's Laura. That's 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 her mo. So, anyway, yes, uh, Doctor Hugh, you said you wanted to discuss uh, a serious topic. Actually, I, I actually do, and and this this is not a bit. Although I may say some funny things, this is definitely not a bit. I do not want anyone to take this the wrong way. I'm actually looking for feedback from A, both of you and B, from anybody else out there. Uh, but I wanted to talk about inclusive language because that's come up in my life um, re- recently, in the past week or so. Uh, and I don't want to act like the Neanderthals, like, oh, I don't understand anything. You know, it, it's not like that. Uh, but it's come up in a few places. For instance, it was brought up, you know, uh, by a customer at my job that, um, you're not, you can't, you don't, can't call deaf people deaf people. You can no longer say hearing impaired because apparently that's, that's um, yeah, offensive. Um, you can't, you know, there, it's, it's getting, it's weird because uh, I'm finding myself in a situation where I've been he- dealing with uh, a business that caters to the hearing impaired and the deaf, but you're not allowed to say that anymore. And Wait. it got me thinking of, that's all I got. And maybe it isn't that big of a deal, but that's what the customer told me is that you're not allowed to say that. They were um, complaining about some verbiage on our website. But that wasn't even the, the thing that I wanted to talk about. But go ahead, Paul. I want to hear what you have to say. So what are you supposed to call them? I, well, let, let me move on. All right. I'm so, sorry. No, it's okay. So uh, Damara has been uh, sending her book out um, to uh, traditional publishers. And she's having to come up with taglines because you have like a very few, few first sentences to try to, you know, grab their attention. Mm-hmm. So they don't just put it in, in the spam. And one of the big things is they say they want neurodiverse now. Okay. Which means that they want stories about people who, you know, have issues, but you, you can't say disabled. Um, you can't actually say neurodiverse. You can say, I'm looking for neurodiverse stories, but you can't say that in a title because it sounds weird. Because here's the thing, that her story is about a girl that has a tick disorder, like Avery does. Um, you know, Avery has Tourette's syndrome, and uh, you know, that, that's the, the character in the book is named Avery. It's based on our daughter. And she's trying to figure out, like for, for the back of her book, what is the blurb? How do you say, it, the, the gist of the story is a girl does not let her disability stop her from achieving her destiny let's just say that that's the verb or the 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 idea of it you can't say disabled okay a girl doesn't let her ticket disorder that just sounds weird um a girl doesn't let her neurodiverse which isn't even good english it's like there's no acceptable way to describe that i mean we sat at the kitchen table and we're like what the fuck are we supposed to call this? I mean, I understand that the term neurodiverse is fantastic because it covers a lot of different disabilities and it's not offensive. But when you're actually referring to it as in a person, how it affects that person, that word doesn't work. No. So uh, I'm curious, is there a handbook for this? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't don't, don't know because I mean, we, we, 
we considered, I mean, both of my kids fall under that same category. Madison with her Alexander disease, which is a neurological thing, and Kylie with her ADHD. So they are both neurodiverse. And I mean, this is the first time I've heard this. Madison is disabled. That's what it's been since day one. If it's wrong, I'm sorry. I mean, we all know, Jesus Christ, I'm, I, I am not a, a politically correct person to begin with. Um, yeah, but this time it's not on purpose, you know? <laughs> yes. No. I mean, like, like, what, like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, what the hell do you call it then? Yeah. So, like, so that's kind of... Especially for something in, in, in basically promotion. Like, yeah. how, how, how do you do it? Yeah, so th that's what we're running up against. And, I mean, if anybody knows, if there's a handbook for this or rules, and I'm not saying that in a tongue-in-cheek way, I mean, I don't want to offend people. And I understand that we, we, we're in a world now where some people joke about oh, everybody's offended, but, um, but it's also the world we live in. So, you know, especially, you know, me being in a, a position where, you know, we, we have this public facing geek pod thing, you know, I'm not going to go on here and start talking, you know, using words that would, uh, you know, <laughs> cause us a lot of problems. You mean the uh, words that you usually rein me in on those kind yeah, of words? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I am kind of wondering, you know, if you're not on the, the cutting edge of this, this thing, I don't even know what to call it. Um, how does one, you know, figure this out? How does one navigate those waters? Uh, because there, at least in our lives, there's a situation, a specific one, where we need to be able to express that idea in a way that's going to capture attention, get the point across, but isn't using language that people find offensive. Um, I mean, I honest, I mean, I can understand why disabled um, could sort of be defensive, but you know, we, we were talking like you can't say, you know, she. She lets she doesn't let her handy capable disorder stop her from achieving. <laughs> there's no, there's there's no word that I can my brain can think of that works there. You no, know? that's yeah. It, without it being deemed offensive, like how do you do it? Like I mean, like you said, you can't even say handicapped now. It's got to be handy yeah. capable and. I, I mean, and then I, I did make a joke to my wife. I'm like, are we going to come around to the point where handyman isn't offensive anymore? <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm so confused now <laughs> you know at, at this point i'm starting to think maybe that was a positive role model. right <laughs> and for, for our younger set listening or watching here handyman was a bit on in living color which yeah. was oh my god it was such a better time back then yeah well <laughs> well I, you know, I'm not going to say that because that that's like saying, ah, oh, slavery. It was such a better time back then. Um, it, it was, it was, it, we weren't, it, the Isn't idea he was he was a handicapped person, but he was also a superhero. Yes. So he was doing like handicapped things like with the arms, but trying to save people. And I mean, it was funny. It was the first time I saw a handicapped person, you know, on TV, probably. I mean, I was fairly, fairly young when that came on. Yes. I didn't see it as offensive at no. all. Now, and I'm sure that it was, but at the time, I didn't see it as offensive. Um, but then as time went on and we, we grew, we decided, hey, that was a really offensive portrayal, um, you know, kind of on par with like blackface and things like that. Uh, but if we're coming around to Handy Capable again, it, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, is it coming full circle? Right. Now, is he going to be celebrated? Yes. Yes, or... because I mean, what he was, was a handicapped person that was a superhero. So I mean, maybe it was a positive thing after all. I don't know. I just want to know how to, to how to help my wife write the blurb for her book. Now I have a mission to try and help figure that out too. All right. Yeah, that affects us both. Well, no, the book doesn't. That that's oh. all you. Yeah, I, you know. What I mean. <laughs> but that's it. That, that was my thing. I just wanted to throw it out there.
not where I thought you were going with this when you told me how to talk about inclusive language. Yeah, I kind of figured. I kind of figured. You know, that's why I was like, dancing around it. I wasn't sure how to go there. Uh, yeah. Oh man, is this going to cause us problem? Um, Are we going to get fired from Podbean? Right. <laughs> we'll be the first <laughs> podcast kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought this was going to be more in line with um, Elliot Page. Oh no, not at all. Oh, although that came out of left field and you know, it kind of shocked yeah. me. I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's, he's still around. I just, I didn't know. I, I didn't even realize that's who it was until like three days of news articles popping up in my feed. And then I go on 4chan and they have a picture of, can you believe this is Elliot Page? And then it shows Ellen Page. I'm like, what? Well, like, oh. When they mentioned X-Men, that's when I was like, oh, okay. Kitty Pride. I do think it's cool that he's continuing to play the same role on Umbrella Academy, though. That, that's that's cool. Yeah. So, oh, and because you brought up, and then after this, I swear we'll go into your news segment, Hugh. Okay. Um, because you brought up the supernatural thing, uh, did you see that uh, Jared Padalecki's got a new job already? Oh, yeah. He's had a new job for a while. And uh, I- I'm going to watch the first episode just it- it's to support. I-, I don't know if I can stomach that, though. Corbs, this is right up your alley. Um, one of the brothers from Supernatural is the new Walker, Texas Ranger. So, okay. <laughs> Is this where I edited in crickets Walk, for a second? Walker Tigers Rangers, Chuck Norris. Not anymore, my uh, friend. Nope. No, 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 no. Not starting no, no, no. What, next Norris. week? I yeah, think the I new think show so. comes out next week. Uh, well, Chuck Norris better be in there somehow. Grandpa Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. Seriously, I'm Who comes in and does all the ass kicking at the end. <laughs> exactly. I just, I have to imagine that's going to be a super weird experience for me after watching him in one role for 15 years. And now he's a role in a TV show that I wouldn't watch unless you paid me. Right. I, I saw it. I was, I think I was fast forwarding through. Maybe um, tell me a story or Swamp Thing. And I see the, the ad for, for Walker, because I don't even say Texas Ranger anymore. Just Walker, and then you see the badge go flinging against the wall. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I hear his voice. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've got to at least watch the first episode as well and yeah. find out how much of a train wreck this is going to be. And his real-life wife is playing Walker's wife in the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's not nepotism at all, is it? Well, I mean, she, they met on Supernatural, okay. so she, she is actually an actress. She's legit first. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. But, but I'm sure it, it, you know, they offered it to him and I mean, I'm sure, I don't want to say it was nepotism, but it probably was like, Hey, why don't, we'll, we'll take you both. Cause they're both, you know, CW actors already. Okay. Um, we, we've wrapped up your inclusive language. We have. Fantastic. Anything to add before we move into the new segment? Corbs, sorry. Nope. Nope. All right, then. Let's go right into the news. First up is Netflix and chill with movie theater butter. This is probably going to leave even more stains on the couch than before. Uh, WB is releasing their entire 2021 slate to HBO Max day date and day day and date. Is that how they say it? Basically, these movies are coming out in the theater and coming to HBO Max on the same day. They're going to be there for 30 days, after which they will be taken away, so subscribers can watch them for the first 30 days. And then after that, um, they, they'll continue playing in the movie theater. Uh, this has caused a huge uproar. Um, the head of AMC theaters is uh, kind of freaking out about this, saying this is going to destroy the theater experience. 
Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. Any... Sorry, sorry. I, I always wait to the end. But that's what they're saying. This is the death knell for uh, for movie theaters as we know and, them. And it's it's possible. And and you know what? I I want to throw this out there. Um, I mean, I, I don't go to the theater very often anyway. But I've always said, man, I'd be willing to pay about as much money as I pay for two two tickets and some popcorn if I could watch the movie in in, in my home. Right. Sit home in your underwear. Yeah, if if they can, even if they don't make billions, but if they make close to billions, I mean, we've already seen that this can work. They're making money in the pandemic. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It does mean the theater, uh, the movie theater, and movies in general are not going to be a billion-dollar industry anymore. But if that has them scale back a little bit, some more practical effects, some more thoughts on the things that they actually put out, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're cutting some fat, but it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Like for instance, the first big movie to hit. Wonder Woman 1984. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. You know what? I'm also sure it would be fantastic if they cut back on some of the crazy big CGI stuff and concentrated on some of the character moments as well. There are ways you can make a movie impactful without throwing millions of dollars in special effects at it, which is really what blows up the budget these days. They did it for decades. Yeah, they did. And people are still doing it. Indie movies are going out there with practical effects. And I mean, Okay, instead of spending $300 million on a movie, you spend $200 million on the movie and you still make about it. Spend a little less, but concentrate more on the things that don't cost so much money. I mean, yes, you can't do Avengers Endgame with a, without a lot of special effects, but you know what? You could do Captain America First Avenger with a few, few less special effects. Totally. More movies like that that lead up to big ones that will make money anyway. Um, Moving on, representation in space. Nielsen reports that sci-fi and horror shows are doing a better job overall of representing women, people of color, and the LGBTQ community. Um, Believe it or not, that kind of surprised me. Um, Overall, uh, women are underrepresented in just about everything except for news. And overall, all of those groups are getting more representation now uh, but still, not not as much as you know. I mean, still, most shows are just white people doing their thing. Uh, I found it was an interesting that sci-fi and horror shows are kind of leading the charge. Well, sci-fi not so much, but no, uh, horror shows, yeah. But horror shows definitely. Um, I found that interesting. Uh, finally, fear another year. Fear the Walking Dead has been renewed for a seventh season uh, ahead of the second half of uh, you know this season six. Uh, apparently amc is still you know betting hard on the walking dead even with all the craziness going on they don't show any signs of slowing down with their support and uh, i don't know how you guys feel about it but now that fear has wrapped up uh, the first half of its season and uh, world beyond wrapped up its first season um some of the strongest walking dead stuff we've had in years it's been great oh my god world beyond was phenomenal oh phenomenal and i broke the news to uh Kristen. Because I didn't know it was a finite series until you said oh. it last episode. I told her, and, and she legit said, what the fuck, Hugh? Because I told her you're the one that told me. So. That's not my fault. Right. You <laughs> didn't make the decision. You were just the, <laughs> you were the messenger. So. Yeah. But, you know, at the very least, we have, you know, one more season of that to look forward to. And at least one more season of Fear the Walking Dead. We'll have to see where it goes after that. And that's the news, kids. Now I am going to recount the number of beers I have in my fridge. It keeps going down, and I think there must be fraud. Paul? And on that note, I think we're going to go to break again, and then we will come back and wrap this show up. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. 
This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Well, welcome back. As I'm such a big reader, let's go into our uh, book club. What do you guys got? You, you want to go first? You want me to? <laughs> Paul, um, besides the fact that that was uh, just gold, uh, I, I didn't read anything. I completely forgot about the book club. I got nothing. All right. Well, I, I scrambled this morning um, because, you know, I had a big day. And um, I saw something interesting on the, the list that came out this week. And uh, coming out from Marvel, it was MODOK, Head Games number one. It's from Patton Oswalt and Jordan Bloom, showrunners of the upcoming animated Marvel's MODOK show on Hulu comes a journey into the mind of one of the biggest heads in the Marvel Universe. MODOK is the ruthless and brilliant leader of the terrorist organization AIM, outsmarting heroes and outmaneuvering his cutthroat colleagues gunning for his position. But when he begins to be haunted by memories of a family he never had, it leaves him unsure if he is losing his freakishly large mind or if, perhaps, there's a lot more to this enormous mind. Or if there is something more sinister behind these visions. Hmm? Who gives a shit about MODOK? Um, I just loved all the puns in this. Oh, that, that was good. That was good <laughs> and, and Patton Oswalt is writing a comic book. Everybody's writing a comic book these days. I'm not. Maybe you should. You're in charge of your life trajectory, Paul. Yeah, I know, and it's crashing into the ground. <laughs> oh, I did read, though, that apparently uh, Daredevil's a chick now, so that's cool. Wait, what? Yeah, apparently there's a new Daredevil. Um, Matt Murdock is in prison for, like, the next two years, and this is the new, uh, this is how things are for now, and uh, Elektra is now Daredevil. Okay, it wasn't good enough that she was Elektra? Okay. Apparently not. Okay. Yay, equality. So that was the book club. Well, if, I mean, if you didn't read anything. Well, you know what? Uh, if you look at it this way, though, I mean, how many electric comics have been canceled? I mean, there, that is, you know, people say, well, why don't they just, you know, do their, their own book instead of take over, you know, another character? Well, they do that and they get canceled. Right, because it know? doesn't so, work. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe the, this is a good thing. Um, well, I mean, you not, know, not give that it a try. I, not that I read Daredevil. I'm not going to give it a try. I didn't care about Daredevil. No, Daredevil. I, no. If I have ever done an arc of Daredevil... It's never lasted more than 12 issues, and that's when Kevin Smith was writing it. Guardian Devil is amazing, by the way. Go check that out. Instead of Electric Daredevil. Just saying. I, well, you know, the book came out on Wednesday, and it's already selling for $1,000 on eBay. Holy shit. Yeah. Jesus. Apparently, the, uh, the Batman Catwoman book is also pretty huge. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's right. I'm going, to, I'm going to read that. I have not yet. I don't know much about it. I just know that Aaron, my co-host on uh, This Week in Geek, called me from the comic shop in a panic wanting to know if I wanted a copy of it. I'm like, no. 
but it's already gone. I, I don't care. I don't need more books that I'm not going to read. So. And that's when you say, but Hugh would probably like one. I didn't. Oh, that's true. You're a big Batman guy. I'm sorry. That's my bad. And it was even in your birthday week. I am a, a shit bag. You're such a dick. I wish I could use that as a title. That'd be a great title. But. I am a shit bag. Yes. That could be the name of your comic book. <laughs> my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dr. Hugh, you tell us, um, off mic, of course, because they'd already know otherwise, uh, you, have, you have a list you want to do for us. Oh, yeah, it's just a little brief thing I came up with this morning. I was going through uh, uh, my show notes, uh, writing them up, and uh, I realized that, you know, today was a special day for me. And so I did things differently, and that got me thinking, what are the top five things that, you know, poor middle class people do on special days that other people might not do? So... Number five, in my case at least, frozen burritos for breakfast. You know, that, that was how I started my special day. Number four, put on their best T-shirt and head to Applebee's. I can tell you I have done that before, you know, especially in a, you know, an anniversary or something like that. It's a big deal. Number three, marvel at how fresh fish sounds good but is never as tasty as fish sticks i mean when you're used to something like that even the high quality food just doesn't taste as good uh, number two and i'm sure we all know this order a soda instead of water tell me you don't order soda when it's a special day and you can spend a little more money come on come on <laughs> and finally the number one thing that poor middle class people do on a special day is wear underwear with an intact crotch I can tell you, I save my underwear that's all ripped out for the days I'm just sitting at home. If I'm having a special day, I want to make sure I have full support. And that's my list, Paul. That is phenomenal. Um, I don't have underwear that has a full crotch. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm running out of them. I'm, I'm looking forward to Christmas because I'm down to my last few pairs that my crotch is not eaten away at. <laughs> it's like I have moths under my balls or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's better than that goiter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's fucking great. It's not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> so, boys, what do you think? We think we about to uh, wrap the show up. I think so. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's time to go um, take a poop and go. Yeah, to bed. I think we've murdered this thing enough. <laughs> all right, so let me drop one more of my uh, nuggets of wisdom on you guys. <clears throat> Adulting is when you thought you would die in your sleep from alcohol poisoning, but you didn't. Now, you have to drag your tired, hungover ass to work. Good night, everybody. And, uh, megabite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. <laughs>